1: Alright guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, this is Rob Pitts, and of course in the studio we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, slash numbers guru, slash odd Mopar collector, (laughs) slash the snort, Richard Hoskins. (laughs) What is happening in Las Vegas, Nevada?
0: Rob, you're about to head out to Las Vegas, aren't you? That's right, For, What, the fourth
1: time now? Yeah, the fourth time. You yeah. staying with Wayne Newton this time? Yeah, well, you know, Wayne, I stayed <laughs> in the guest <laughs> house last I year. I call him Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I call him Wayne, but, uh, you know, oh, Wayne, but, uh, yeah, no, no, we're not staying with Wayne this year. It's just a, uh, gets a little crowded. Wayne's going to come stay with you. <laughs> That's right. You know, Wayne calls me up. He goes, Rob, I hear you're coming to my town. yeah
0: Hey, know. man. Hotel parties. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's where it's at. We use the same limo company. (laughs) Yeah, literally. But the thing that's cool about Vegas in SEMA time is one, it's the largest convention in the U.S. next to the Consumer Electronics Show, which is insane.
0: Right. And it's honestly, it's past like the North American International Auto Show and some of the others, New York Auto Show, for the biggest car show in the country.
1: Right. And and the bad thing is, it's not even really a car show.
0: It's not. It's It's a trade show. It's a show where there's a bunch of cars.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're displaying all the new parts and new products. And now they've got all these builders. The who's who of the automotive industry from around the world are there. I'm going with you next year. You need to, man. The stars in cars. Of our scene is all in Sin City.
0: I just want to see how short Richard Rawlings really is. He's not painfully short. I think he's taller than me.
1: He's a six footer.
0: Oh, really? I yeah. thought he was like five eight.
1: No, no, he's he's 5'12". Five five okay. You know, well, he's six foot.
0: No, I just feel like a jerk.
1: <laughs> You're that guy. But he does have the perfect salt and pepper hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. He 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 spends time on I'm that.
1: pretty sure that's dyed. Nobody ages that gracefully.
0: You don't wake up in the morning and that happens. Like, like
1: Wayne Wayne Newton, you don't wake up looking like him nowadays, too, though. Wayne Newton, bless his heart. Wayne Newton's Wayne Newton, though. He looks like a Barbie doll. I mean, he's, like, smooth and plastic-coated.
0: He's Wayne Newton.
1: I mean, Of course, you know, Wayne's also 87 years old.
0: Well, he is, but, you know, if he says, hey, I want to spend the evening with your wife, you're going to be like, eh, it's Wayne Newton.
1: Be like, hey, have fun with Wayne.
0: Yeah, no. Right. We'll be down at the craps table. Hey, Miss, this is pretty awesome, isn't it?
1: <laughs> you get to hang out with Wayne, but it's it's a lot of fun. But you know, and it's things like that, though, like you are saying, because you get to meet. I mean, and rub elbows with some of the stars in the course of of all your car television shows, all your news publications. I mean, you see all these guys out walking around and, I mean, just, you know, mingling with their people. And that's what's a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of interviews while we're out there. So we've got a lot of great interviews lined up with you.
0: That's one of the coolest things about the car world is, you know, we watch these people on TV, and it's cool to watch them. But, like, when you get to SEMA, everyone's there for the same reason. Like, everyone's there with a common purpose, you know, your car people. And there is no... You know, stardom or anything like that. I mean, you know, you see somebody that's famous, you walk up, shake your hand, and now you got a friend.
1: Well, it's it's networking. Exactly. It's networking. You know, just like, you know, we've had Lou Santiago on the show. Well, I met Lou in the casino at the Westgate. You know, him and Courtney Hansen were just standing around shooting with Stacy David from Gears, oh, wow. who has the perfect helmet head, by the yeah, way. He does. Um, I, I swear, he still uses Aquanet. I'm pretty I swear sure he puts that thing on every morning. <laughs> How long does it take you to fix your hair, <laughs> Stacey? I don't know. I'm not there when they do it. 15 seconds. Yeah, really. The uh does that thing have a chin strap on it? <laughs> but it's a it's a fun time though, because you get to see these people. You know, you're like Christy Lee from All Girls Girls. You got Bogey walking around. Um, you mm-hmm. know, that that's the thing. You got Rachel from All Girls Girls. We can't leave her out, even yeah, though she she gets left out. But you've got all these people there. You know, I've got a great interview lined up with Steve Darnell from Welder Up Vegas Rat Rods. Right. And uh, so that's going to be a great interview. And I've got I've got a few really hard-hitting questions for old Steve Darnell. I think it's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, a super talent. Um, you know, he made that one show vehicle that with the diesel that— Put him on the map, and uh, he's continued it, and he continues to create
1: well, great. So, so like I was actually watching. I was catching up on some of the Vegas. The new season just started. They're building a fifty-five Chevrolet for a realtor in Las Vegas that was discovered and found on Charles Manson's property where all the stuff went down. Yeah. They said they wanted a spooky car. A '55 Chevrolet two-door post gets no spookier other than Charles Manson.
0: That'll yeah, that'll do it.
1: Yeah, but so they built this thing and it's got CTSV drivetrain.
0: So it doesn't have a Cummins in it.
1: No, it doesn't have a Cummins in it.
0: Okay, that's cool. I'm glad to see he's
1: branching out. <laughs> exactly, going with the gas burners, you know. But very cool though. I mean, and Steve Darnell whips out some neat stuff at Welder Up. We actually got a chance to tour his shop. Last year. And Steve was there just walking around, you know, combat boots, jean shorts, and cut off shirt. I've never seen that man with sleeves on.
0: He's he's very talented. Uh,
1: I think his show kind of sold him short. A little bit. I think it's I think it pegged him, like yeah. to a certain demographic. I mean, just like one thing. And he they do a lot more.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I've always thought that, uh I mean, obviously he and his crew are very skilled. They build some awesome machines. It just seems like they kind of got pigeonholed by the whole TV show and putting green diesels into everything.
1: Yeah, and well, I wouldn't call exactly green diesels. Well, no,
0: I mean literally they were green. Yeah,
1: but uh, (laughs) literally they're green. (laughs) Not not
0: that they were good for the environment.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think eight inch stacks is remotely green.
0: No, no, like the blocks were painted fluorescent green.
1: But and and that's the thing. Like I mean, he's built several really cool cars. Like I said, he's got a great like a. uh, it's like a showroom in the front of the shop. And, I mean, where all these builds are is 55 Gasser. And they've got this really slick um, continental, you know, four-door convertible. Like, what, 65, 66, you know. And uh, like a candy car. And this thing is gorgeous. Black, murdered out, lowered down. It's bad news. And slick, no rust. You can't go wrong with a
0: suicide door Lincoln convertible. I love the big Connies. Oh, man.
1: That's just a pimp ride.
0: It is. That that was back when Lincoln was a Lincoln. Yeah, like when Lincoln meant something.
1: So we got that. And then of course we're gonna to get to check in. You ever listen to the Skidmarks podcast? Skidmarks Show podcast?
0: I don't believe I've called it.
1: You remember the show The Car Chasers that was on MSNBC for a little while with Jeffrey yeah. Allen? That's Jeffrey Allen's radio show. Okay. And, and Jeffrey Allen, me and him made really good buddies. The very first time I ever went to see him, me and him just kind of hit it off. Super cool guy. We're going to be talking with him down there, too. Jeffrey Allen's got a lot of neat things you know, He's working with Pennzoil and Shell. And, I mean, he's doing some really big things with them. So that's kind of cool. I mean, they do a lot of custom builds and things like that. You know, he owns Flat 12 Gallery in Texas. Right on. So that one's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, That, that sounds cool. But we've got a lot of neat interviews lined up. We even got some interviews with the Street Outlaw guys from Memphis.
0: Man, all right, I'm going to break down for a minute. Break it. I have said to everyone that's ever asked that I hate Street Outlaws. And I hated even more than Street Outlaws, the Memphis crew, J.J. DeBals, until yesterday. I was sitting at home, and Memphis Street Outlaws was on. I like the guy.
1: Well, good, because we're going to have him as a call-in guest.
0: Good, man. Like, I I thought, like, oh, I can't stand this guy. And I watched the show for about four hours yesterday, (laughs) you know, while I was doing other stuff. I watched it for about four hours. While I was doing other stuff, and it was on. And I was like, oh, this seems like a pretty straight-up dude. And then I watched the show, which I want to hate so badly, but I watched like his interaction um, with the crew that was coming to race them. I think it was St. Louis. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty straight up dude. I tell you. And what. I like the guy now.
1: Oh yeah. He is a very likable guy. I tell you what, guys, we got a lot more coming at you right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
0: Right here on 1063 W O R D. All right, guys. Welcome back to
1: Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
0: This is Rob Pitts, Richard Hoskins. It only seems fitting what's happening to our brothers and sisters in Memphis, Tennessee. That's right. Been
1: talking about JJ. The Man, he won me over. He won you over. He did. See, I kind of like Memphis Street Outlaws straight out of the box because they're pulling for the south.
0: Yeah, I wanted to hate the show, but the first time I watched it, it occurred to me, I don't hate this show. Well, don't all.
1: get me wrong. I mean, you know, Sean and Chief and all this stuff. Like they're cool, but I just I got a pull from my boys in the Dirty South.
0: I, I would much rather watch Memphis in the four hundred five any day.
1: I mean, Elvis, three six Mafia, JJ the Boss, the what trifecta. Else, what, what else could you want out of Memphis? the trifecta man and they have good barbecue i mean this place is oozing out talent and uh hot chicken and hot chicken i mean my god
0: man i I swear i wanted to hate that show and i thought i was going to and uh i ended up watching it all night i don't hate it and uh i've found a respect for jj DeBoss that i never saw coming
1: do you want to do you want to autograph from jj the boss
0: I'd sit and drink a beer with them. I mean, if we drink enough beers, I'll probably get them to, like, autograph my hand or something.
1: (laughs) You know, sign my forehead. (laughs) DeVos. Let me me create a baby so you can sign it. (laughs) So you can sign it for me. But, so we got that lined up also. So that's going to be a good one. And we'll see what I can work. You know, I got a way of getting my way. So we're definitely going to get us some more call-ins or some more call-ins and we're going to get us some great interviews live at SEMA, which is going to be a lot of fun. I
0: feel like after SEMA, there's probably going to be no shortage of call-in interviews. Yeah,
1: we always, that's usually when the run of call-ins come in because, you know, it's just great networking that, you know, believe it or not, there's people that haven't heard of Hot Rods and Happy Hour, which blows my mind. But I tell you what makes you feel good, though, is when they do know who you are. Yeah, I got the email from Discovery Channel about three weeks ago. There, so Rob, we understand you're going to be there. Would you like to interview some of our new talent? Dang, sure. You're you're
0: interviewing now.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: All right,
1: I'll interview him. Hit him the hard-hitting questions. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So, how's your day been? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how's it going? I'm Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, where's your sleeves at? (laughs) <laughs> it's a little cold to be walking around on those sleeves.
0: Why are you wearing sleeves?
1: <laughs> but <laughs> it's hilarious. But and I think the thing that makes me a little different from most of the guys that interview these people is I'm not Chris Jacobs, and I have nothing wrong. It's Chris Jacobs, but I'm a real car guy.
0: Yeah, you're not an interviewer. You're not. Yeah. You're not a press like, guy.
1: Like JJ, we could talk carburetor parts, and I can hang with them.
0: I feel like I could talk about a lot of things with JJ. Probably it wouldn't be on the air.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to keep it FCC friendly. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm proud of myself. We haven't got we haven't got an email in days. Man, we we are on a roll. <laughs> I'm so proud. Like like it was nuts. I checked my company email. Not one bad one.
0: Patrick has not said in several months when we came in here. Like, hey, you can't say this anymore. Exactly. We're doing good. I mean, I didn't even know
1: that was a bad word. I know. I almost
0: feel like I want to push it now. Yeah, really?
1: No, no, we don't. We're we're riding. We're riding the right road. We need (laughs) to stay on it.
0: We are growing. We don't need to veer off. (laughs) We are growing in our broadcasting ability,
1: exactly, and maturity. I tell you what, what ain't the same with old Smitty and Breezy. Smitty and Breezy went with us to SEMA last year.
0: I know, man, and I miss them now. I hope Breezy's feeling better.
1: I'm telling you, we definitely, definitely hope she's feeling better for I think that. I hope Smitty's feeding her. Oh, I'm sure he is. I promise you. If she's If she's alive, he's feeding her. If he's alive, he's yeah. feeding her. Yeah, because she gets angry when she doesn't yeah. eat.
0: She gets, she gets a little testy.
1: Yeah, a little testy. I mean, she starts stabbing stuff. <laughs> you haven't lived till you got stabbed with a spork. <laughs> but, but definitely, we need to get you out to see. Richard. man I want to come next year
0: for real um you know I've been wasting my money this year on dodge martas and whatnot but uh yeah need to plan it in advance and uh get out there with y'all because I mean, that is that's if you get that invitation you don't turn that down no that 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 is well i would say it's a once in a lifetime thing except that
1: clearly it isn't no well <laughs> and that was the thing that tickled me is it's it's when I went the first time I went with Red Cap, you know, we did some stuff with them. I went with Red Cap. But then it's been every year, like, you find a way to get back in. And luckily now, you know, through Hearts and Happiness yeah. Media. But it's it's a, uh, I mean, it's so cool that, that you know, that, that, to be a part of this. And, I mean, and, and the reason you know it's cool, it's like, I love my SEMA shop shirts. That's my number one thing I get every year I go. And you wear a SEMA shop shirt here in South Carolina? Like you've been to SEMA? You know?
0: Yeah, man. It it, it is. I mean, talk about iconic. It, it's the biggest trade show, the biggest car show, and it's by
1: invitation only. Yeah, it's credentials only. You got to you to be registered with SEMA to be there. You so you had to be a vendor, a buyer, or media to be there, or an industry industry guest.
0: Right. Right. But the, uh, just. What a amazing thing to see and to see all of automotive dumb, their best, their brightest that, you know, they, they put their all into everything that they bring to SEMA for the sake of bringing it to SEMA, because there is nothing bigger. There is nothing better.
1: Uh, Well, and and then you got, okay, so you got the people, but then you have the new products. Right. That's the thing that's cool. My email has been blowing up the last few weeks because they're sending you, you know, they're sending you all the information on on new products and new product presentations and things like that. So they want you to be there. So they have set times for them. and It's like a little banquet or something special. But all the new products that are coming out. And then another thing is you have the SEMA show, but then you have the Apex show at the Sands. That's all tools and trade. So it's, it's the mechanical side of it, and this is the aftermarket, automotive aftermarket side. So you've got two trade shows going on at once.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's huge, and I'll, I'll bet the uh, the tool show is cool as can be. Also, uh, just everything about it, I mean, taking over Vegas is quite a, quite a feat, and uh, there's not too many industries that are able to be able to say that they it's, can do that.
1: I will tell you this right now, finding a room in Las Vegas... For the first weekend, for the first weekend in November, is probably impossible right now at this point.
0: I would say at this point, without question, um, unless you guys and got that's it.
1: saying a lot because there's a lot of hotel rooms in Vegas. Yeah, I promise you.
0: Yeah, that's what Vegas is. Exactly. It's, Nobody really
1: lives there. No, no. Everyone <laughs> lives except Wayne Newton.
0: Wayne Newton lives in a hotel though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does he?
0: <laughs> I think so. According to that vacation movie.
1: <laughs> that may not be a hundred percent true.
0: I think okay. it was accurate.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll take your word for it. i tell you what else, though. I'm going to take the producer's word on these commercial breaks, man. He keeps throwing his hands up. we got to stop again. Guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more because we're talking Vegas right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts and a startled Richard Hoskins.
0: What is happening in Venice Beach since we're keeping it out west? Rob, you're about to head out to Vegas, so... Uh this is what, your fourth time yep. here going to SEMA. What is the first thing that you're going to think
1: about when you get off the plane? Well, it's about a four-hour flight from GSP. So, usually I'm pretty hungry because I refuse to eat food on a plane. Oh, blame you. You know, I'm you I care about my stomach a little more than that. And $70 peanuts are for the birds. <laughs> the uh, But my big thing is in and out Burger because we don't have them here. So that's usually my first stop, and they're open late. That sounds
0: nice. Uh, we have Jack in the Box.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm a little jealous right now. See, In-N-Out Burger is a <sighs> – I'm not going to say it's any better than any fast food franchise. It's different. It's
0: different. Yeah, we don't have it here.
1: And uh, I love Thousand Island dressing, and they put a lot of that on their stuff. So I think that's why I like it. All right. I will tell you this though: Have you ever tried to take a limo through the drive-through at in the In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> no, but I've heard stories. <laughs> maybe, maybe I have. It didn't work. <laughs> you ever try to back a limo out of the drive-through at the In-N-Out Burger?
0: That just that seems like it's a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? We tried. I tell you what: You tip the limo driver fifty bucks. He would drive that thing over the top of the in and out burger. <laughs> Never mind the curb. A fifth ski changes his attitude totally. Tends to do it. I'm telling you. A lot of fun though.
0: Did you offer him some in and out burger also?
1: I did. I offered yeah. to buy his dinner.
0: I mean, if you're hungry, you will do a lot of unusual things that you may not otherwise do.
1: Well, I mean, you know, hey, here's here's a burger and fries. Drive us to California. Okay. okay.
0: After a burger and fries, he's probably refreshed. He's ready to go. He's <laughs> like, yeah, feeling
1: good. Only I up, wouldn't
0: mind going to California.
1: Only been up fourteen hours. It's great. <laughs> Super. Yeah, that's the that's the really cool thing about Vegas, though, is because you know limos are everywhere, and and probably I learned a long time ago: staying in Vegas, staying cheap will cost you more. Right. It's insane. If you try to save money in Vegas, you'll spend more money trying to save money. You'll spend dollars to save nickels.
0: Well, you always always plan your trip in advance.
1: And so we've learned. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was was kind of the cool thing to see everybody waiting in line. Keep in mind, there's 150,000 people at that convention center every day. And you see a line from here. I mean, probably half a mile long of people standing in line waiting on cabs. Now, keep in mind, there's a million cabs in Vegas, too. But they're still waiting in line outside. Right. And you got a black stretch Lincoln with hot rods and happy hour magnets on the door that comes rolling up. Well, that's that's the coolest limo in Vegas. Yeah, well, i be like, come on, guys. we got room for six more. Jump on in. That must be us. Hey, oh, look, <laughs> our car's here. Watch them curves, Tony. Man, if you ain't going to do it right, there ain't no sense in doing it, you know? Probably one of the funnest limo stories ever. We went to Count's Customs, Danny Coker's place. You know, old Danny's place. Yeah, yeah. yeah Another you know, very know. cool cat. Uh, probably probably you know, him, cool him and Brett Michaels are the two coolest people I know that wear bandana headbands. Hands down. They're the only two people on the planet that can rock it and it works. I'll buy that. But we went to the after party. There's after parties every night in Vegas. We went to the after party at Danny Coker's place. So it's at Count's Customs. And first off, the biggest thing about Count's Customs is it looks like a big place on TV. It's actually three separate buildings. And they're none of them are probably bigger than maybe 30 by 40. Really? Like he had the one with all the cars in it. You can barely walk between everything. They are so close together. The camera angles make it look monstrous. Right. but it's really not. But so we're there at the after party and it's in an industrial park This the shop is, which is crazy. So like, there's like a medical supply place like across the <laughs> hall from, or across the uh, the parking lot from it. But but the thing is like, we come rolling up and you got all these guys pulling up in their Uber and the Prius cabs and the caravan cabs and we come pulling up. Well, the limo service, uh, actually, they ran out on Lincoln's. So they sent a 650 Ford party bus to drop us off at Danny Coker's. Because, I mean, we were waiting on a limo, and we didn't want, we didn't know when the next Lincoln would be back. He said, I'll send you something out. So they send a stretched F-650 Ford Super Cruiser. 180-inch stretch. Now keep in mind, a quick rundown of the whereabouts of Count's Customs. Count's Customs is on a two-lane street. We just pulled up with something as long as a tractor-trailer combined that doesn't bend in the middle or doesn't bend <laughs> and come pulling up. Oh, that's us. I mean, yeah, that, that was, that was a cool way to get dropped off. Yeah.
0: Sounds like it. Um, like
1: a, we're here for the party. It makes
0: sense though. Cause you think about it, if that truck's just sitting there and you're waiting for a limo and you paid just for it. a limo.
1: Well, and I was thinking, we didn't know exactly what would be coming, you know? And I'm thinking like, I was really like, they watch some of them crappy 300C limos or something like <laughs> I knew, right. like, like if, if i don't have a black stretch Lincoln here i'm going to be pissed but they go <laughs> pull up in this black stretch 650 with neon lights down under the bottom of it and be like i think i, I think that's all right. from a business standpoint if it's just sitting there,
0: do you let it make money, or do you let it continue to sit there and have a customer that's no longer paying you?
1: Exactly, and uh, that's. But I, and that was the thing, and something that I'll feel a little secret about about limousines in Vegas. If you book them ahead, like for the week, it's actually cheaper than taking cabs.
0: I I don't doubt that at all.
1: And, and you know what? I don't know if you've ever been. Well, I don't know if you've ever been in a cab in Vegas, but take any cab you've ever been in, make it ten times worse, and you're getting close to what the cabs are like in Vegas. I try to avoid cabs at all costs. Yeah, um,
0: I've been in a cab in New Orleans, and uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that was enough for me, man. Uh, I I I
1: love Uber. Yeah, and Uber's great, but the thing you got to think about there's so many people there. Uber and Lyft's going crazy. Yeah, so it's hard to to nail down. And they've got the cab laws are so messed up in Vegas that you have to go to a cab stop, which is basically every hotel you go to, not with a limo. They'll stop that thing in the middle of the road. It yeah. don't matter. Well, because you're renting a limo. Exactly. You, I mean, it's a black stretch Lincoln. We're stopping. Different. Yeah. Is it Wayne Newton? No, it's Rob. But you know what? It don't matter.
0: You know, you might get into Lincoln and Wayne Newton might be in there.
1: It, it may be. Wayne Newton might have been the man in it before you were. You know, I mean it was it was it was actually the, the limo driver that we had year before last. It was it was funny we we got to be buddies with him like we didn't even put the divider up like we were just chatting the whole time, but Kai Kelly he just dropped Kai Kelly off and picked us up which Kai Kelly speaking of uh,
0: no straight yeah yeah
1: and uh, wonder where those guys went
0: ah. Uh, uh, I don't know, well, Kyle Kelly wasn't actually from the 405, wasn't he from No, Texas? no, but
1: no, he was, no, he was from from New Orleans. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, right. The New Orleans show. Maybe, maybe, he might be driving a limo this year, you never know. He might be, might be the fastest limo in New Orleans. You never know, but I mean, it was kind of cool though, it's like, hey, I just dropped Kyle Kelly off and picked this Rob guy up, <laughs> I think he does radio.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: And he keeps calling me Tony, like, I think his name was Alex, but I kept calling him Tony. Because that to me is like the perfect limo driver name for me.
0: I think so. Yeah. Hey Tony,
1: he answered to it. So that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's working for you.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, just let me text my limo driver.
0: I'll be your Tony.
1: Be be my Tony. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to some in and out Burger, and of course the one go-to restaurant in Vegas that you go to every year, the Pepper Mill.
0: That sounds
1: nice. It isn't really. Okay. It's it's nice in the sense that it's a clean restaurant, but not like when you think peppermill here. Okay. Okay. Well, naturally. We yes. have a restaurant here in, in Greenville that's called Stacks Peppermill. Which I don't even think it's even open anymore. Uh, ah, no, they're closed. But but yeah, uh, that was, was nice. That was the hot date place. Yeah. Like that was, you know, highfalutin, hot date place. Peppermill here is more like the classiest Disco Waffle House, you've ever been in in your life.
0: That is And while you do filmed
1: casino in there. That place. Yes.
0: Is that where the Cadillac
1: blew up? No, no, no. The Cadillac actually blew up off Fremont Street. Okay. All right. But the actual restaurant where him and Sharon Stone were sitting is the Peppermill. Okay. And, And it's very early 80s style, like all the Aqua blues and purples and pinks and all sounds, the booths around.
0: Sounds classic.
1: It's, it's like Waffle House, discotheque, and a roller skate rink, all in one, aka my twenties. With a exactly with a <laughs> fountain in the middle, but uh, so but but some of the best food ever. You order an omelet, they have an omelet the size of the air cleaner lid of the Murata. Mm. That's an omelet. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, we got to wrap it up. we got another commercial break coming our way. Stay tuned. we got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, and in the studio we've got Richard Hoskins, the professor, slash Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, slash numbers guru, slash, hey, how are you at Blackjack? What's going on, Richard?
0: <laughs> what is happening, Jackson, Mississippi? All right, Rob, now this is year number four that you're going to see, my uh, – and uh, obviously, uh, you know you're not taking your walker. you gotta walk around New Orleans or New Orleans, uh, Las Vegas uh, for a week. How many pairs of shoes do you take with you?
1: I think last year I took seven pairs with me.
0: How many did you bring back?
1: All of them. They all came <laughs> back, although I've got a pair of chucks that are just about smoked, but I refuse to throw them away. There you go. Like they have holes almost in the soles.
0: This could be SEMA
1: shoes. Those are good SEMA shoes. They got, they have their high mileage.
0: What, what, tell me about a day in the life of waking up in your hotel suite and going to SEMA.
1: Well, it's, and and that's the thing about it, it's very repetitive. Um, and it's different for everybody depending on what you're doing, what role you're playing while you're at SEMA. The, the, uh, but you know the show opens up for for the general crowd about nine o'clock, which is your buyers and things like that. Um, we get to go in an hour earlier, so basically you get up, you get ready about seven thirty, you hit the lobby, and uh, you walk into the convention center, and you know what I mean. Start doing your thing, walking around, talking around, doing interviews. That's the time to get to get going. Now keep in mind the show goes strong till about. Four thirty, five o'clock, you've got a steady crowd of people. I mean, shoulder to shoulder in that place. And uh, this place is huge. But when you're done doing that, and I mean, keep in mind, you know, you're going to walk seven or eight miles a day in this building. Right. It's actually several buildings. But... Uh, You know, and you're walking around, you know, talking with vendors and, and, you know, I do some promotional work and I do, you know, the interviews. And then, I mean, I just got friends that I only see in Vegas. So, you know, I'm sitting here talking to them and all that. And then you come back to your hotel room and you've got just enough time to, you know, jump in the car, grab dinner. And a lot of times we eat at the hotel that night, you know, at night and uh, go up to your room, take a shower, get ready and start hitting after parties. And then you know, about between eleven thirty and one in the morning, <laughs> start get <calling> back. Out. <laughs> yeah, start heading out. And uh, see, that's the thing about Vegas. There's two things you will never find in Vegas: a closed door and a clock. Everything's open twenty four hours, and it's just so. It's like. You totally lose track of time. Three o'clock in the morning is just like three o'clock in the afternoon, except one's dark and one's light. I mean, other than that, there's no difference in it. The crowd's the same. Everything's the same. So you you totally lose track of all that stuff. I mean, I probably sleep 15 hours the entire week. Right. You're there. But, you know, you get back up the next morning and – do it all over again. Yeah, you're
0: fired up again.
1: Well, you're fired up again. I want to tell you something. That flight back is the best sleep ever. That's like the best four-hour nap ever.
0: That sounds all right. Uh, yeah, sleeping the, on
1: the uh, plane. The, uh, the only time that, that, that really sucked on the way back is we actually got, we had a uh, switchover at Chicago O'Hare, eight and a half hours in the middle of the night, sitting at Chicago O'Hare, and they model remodeling this airport. It seems unfortunate that going from Vegas
0: to Greenville, South Carolina, that you have to stop in Chicago.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. The flights bounce all around. I mean, they go to Colorado. Some go to California. I mean, some go to California and then shoot back this way. Um, You know, just in the last few years, they've actually got direct flights from our local airport. Usually, we have to go to Atlanta or somewhere like that. Um, which really does is no fun because like you take a four hour flight home, get your bags and walk seven miles in Hartsfield Airport in Atlanta and then you still got a two and a half hour ride home. Yeah, it
0: doesn't sound like fun or at anything. all.
1: So at least when you hit GSP, you know you're on the home stretch.
0: Yeah, you're 15 minutes away.
1: Yeah, you're 15, 20 minutes away from home. So that's, that's a good thing. But a lot of walking, you know, you, like that whole next week your legs are going to be burning, you know, things like that. But you see things that that you will never see in a million years at a car show. Uh, you'll you'll meet people that you know you don't rarely ever get to meet. You, you know, don't just set, bump into exactly, and you make a lot of really good connections. You know, like and I mean, and I, and I use this one a lot for an example. But like my buddy Sam Hart over in the UK, Up Garage, Sam's a super cool guy. I I love him to death, and me and him just from the thirty seconds after meeting him, me and him were just tight, and you know he. I get a my phone will ring and then the phone number will have thirty seven numbers in it, so I know it's him <laughs> calling from the UK. And the very first words out of his mouth every time he talks to you on the telephone, or as soon as he sees you in Vegas, he goes, "How are you, you legend?" <laughs> and he is something. I love this guy. He's basically the U, He's the Austin Powers and Richard Rollins put together. He's like the car guy. He seems very like cool, dude. He's he is a very cool dude, a very very cool dude, and like I said, I mean, you, know, I don't, I don't get a lot of trips to the UK. Although we do have one maybe in the works here soon.
0: But yeah, you mentioned you got something maybe coming up here soon. Coming right? up here
1: in June, but uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be something. We don't give a lot of details out on that yet, but that's gonna Word. be a lot of fun if we can put it together. Um, but the uh, we'll give you a little hint. It is the largest automotive event outside the U.S. Hmm.
0: No, that is intriguing. So
1: hitting the largest one in and hitting the largest one on the out. That's kind of cool, but I'll leave it at that. But that's the thing I love about fix because you get to meet these people face to face, you know, go have dinner, grab lunch, whatever. And, uh, you know, and I'll be honest with you. And then, then you got the parts. I mean, you've got parts that, that, that haven't been released to the public yet that, that you get to see for the first time. You get to lay eyes on these things. And, uh, like some of the cooler stuff that, you know, I've seen just in the last, you know, three years going that, you know, that it was still didn't come out to market till the following year. I seen it six months before that. You know, I mean, I knew what it was going to be about. And that was the thing that was really cool about it. And seeing what the new trends are. Yeah. Um, lifted trucks have been extremely huge the last few years there. And uh, I'm curious to see if that's still as strong this this time around. Or we'll see if that's going to start backing off a little bit. That well, is a
0: cool thing being able to see whatever, like, this year's trend is. Uh, well,
1: all the trends start in California, and they work their way this direction. So, naturally, this is the first stop form for the mainstream is right here So in Vegas. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of fun, and I love being able to bring it back and report it to you guys and, and tell you absolutely. guys all about it, you know? I mean, that's that's the name of the game. I start keep getting ideas. With. That's what I'm screaming. I'll keep you ahead of the curve. Tell you what, they, and I'll tell you something else. When you talk like this— And walking around in Vegas, you get a lot of attention. Yeah, hey, not a lot of people talk like the Marlboro Man in Vegas for some reason. (laughs) You know, but that's the uh,
0: everybody knows old rabbit.
1: That's right. That's right. It's a lot of fun though, and like I said, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. I'm running like crazy right now doing the old SEMA crunch, trying to get everything done and and get everything lined up. And you know, because I mean, you know, when you leave town for a week and you got as much stuff going on as I do. Yeah. It's a full time job. It's an extra week's worth of work preparing for the week you're going to be gone. Yeah, you and ain't going need, to Charlotte. Yeah, then I need two weeks to prepare when I get back because to catch up. But uh, it's a lot of fun and it's worth it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it's a great organization to be a part of. And I feel privileged even being there. Absolutely. And, and, and I love being that small part, uh, even the part I am, I love it. So, and it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's great to be a part of that. Because whenever, you know, SEMA, there's so many levels and layers to it. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before on the show, but like when the EPA steps up on the collector car market or on the car hobby, you know, or, or something comes up like that and, you know, they want to start banning things, you know, who goes up to bat for these guys? For us, that's SEMA, yeah. the SEMA Action <laughs> Committee. They have lawyers. That's what they do. They fix this problem, and I love that. So Man, it's a great organization.
0: Someone's got to do it. Uh Exactly.
1: They're fighting the good fight. Right. I tell you, a fight we can't fight no more. It's these commercial breaks, brother. They done got us for the week now. They're killing us. We're going to to wrap it up. Two hours already. I love it. Doesn't seem like it. I'm telling you, it flies by. Guys, thanks for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.